I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> we started with a series of laughs this week. It's a, just to, just as a little uh, aide de memoir for our listeners. Yeah, ha ha. What <laughs> laughs sound remember like? Remember that sarcastic one at school, and people said something that they thought was funny, and it wasn't, and then everybody did go ha ha. Yes, <laughs> brutal. It was. It My was, Jimmy uh, Hill chin, I'd say as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. Uh, it's like LOL and all that, but mm. people do sometimes send back. A, to a text they'll say ha ha and I think does, is that like is that mm. saying I laughed or is that saying uh, like, ha ha no I like ha ha as a text or a, on email the google chat whatever it I've is I've always you know. thought it was a bit slow hand clapping traffic <laughs> when you've done a bad manoeuvre oh yeah maybe you're right mm. hello this is um, not the weekend <laughs> podcast with Frank Skinner Alan Cochran and, <laughs> and Emily Dean. Who's on the show this week? <laughs> Alan Cochran. Do you not know him? <laughs> well, all went a bit in 1984, early, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Look, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Occasionally. Even Homer nods. Just remember that. There's one for the Simpson fans. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this, this is um, um, Absolute Radio. Welcome. <laughs> Just pick a word at random. Pick a word, any word. <laughs> Oh, dear. I, I, by the way, on the on the radio show, I should get this out of the way. Um, it, it, I don't like just TCB taking care of business. Um, on the radio show, you may recall, um, I ended by saying that uh, Simon Cowell had uh, had one of those terrible moments when you get the word wrong in a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Jones had said that uh, he'd been offered um, Britain's Got Talent, and Simon Cowell said. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's comparing us with Opportunity Knocks, a suggestion this is an offer that had, that Tom had years ago. He's so senile, he's got mixed up. But the word should have been confusing, of course, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, suggests that I'm afraid it, 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 it has been hoisted by his own petar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know about you, but I hate it when that happens. Oh, yeah. It's one of the worst things I'm ever. surprised he doesn't have the power to retract that. You've yeah, got the power to, to edit his own speech. Yeah, and it's too late. It's out. Oh, wouldn't it be good if you could do that? I was yeah. I was out with uh, I was at a, like a dinner party this mm. week. A crowded, uh, I mean, about twelve of us, mm. mm-hmm. and obviously I was holding court. Mm-hmm. And um, as is your want, yeah. And someone obviously. was t- someone at the table knew knows Tony Blair. Yeah, and they said, uh, "Oh, he did a lot of acting at university." And I said, "I think he should play." Uh, Martin Sheen mm. in the biopic and they all laughed oh. and then I realised about ten minutes later I met Michael Sheen oh. you see what the joke would be because it, Michael Sheen has played him a couple of times yeah, yeah. so why did they laugh? well this is, it made me question every laugh is, I got that, that night one of, <laughs> it made me question every laugh I've ever got <laughs> What, why did people... they laugh? Is a good autobiography title, Frank. Yeah. Now, why didn't they laugh? Is the uh, is the one I've gone for. <laughs> it's more needy, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I, well, Maybe I, I like to think it's because you have an innately comic delivery. Well, 
maybe uh, someone told me that they worked with Milton Berle once, the American comic, mm. and uh, he said, "Give me any phrase you like, any phrase you like, just say something." But well, I don't know what you mean. He said, just say something. He said, "I don't know what you mean." He said, "Okay, I don't know what you mean." He said, "I'm going to go. I'm going to use that as a punchline. I'll get a laugh on it now, and I'm just going to put it." Wow. Can I and, tell you? Uh, sorry, can I've I just thought why they might have laughed. Okay. <laughs> can you hold that <laughs> okay, thought? Okay. Yes, I will. So. um so he went back on stage and he said, uh, Hey, I, uh, I went to a sheep shearing contest this week. I said to the guy, you did a good job there. And he said, I don't know what you mean. And they laughed. <laughs> they just laughed because it sounded like a joke. It's a terrible, wow. cynical view of comedy. Or, alternatively, an ever-replenishable act. <laughs> you just go, well, just give me any phrase and I'll make you yeah. a punchline. Yeah. He's, he's not going to run out of stuff for his DVD, is he? No, no I'm no. afraid what he ran out of was life. <laughs> so, sorry, your theory. So, well, Martin Sheen did play the president very famously uh, yeah, for some years. Yes, yes. So maybe they thought it was a clever political reference to how he was uh, in the president's pockets, something like that, possibly. Wing, yeah. Well, I asked why they laughed, as you can imagine. I stopped the proceedings. <laughs> you didn't. And you said, did oh, hold on a minute, why did you laugh then oh, when I said Martin Sheen? Why did anyone imagine, laugh? I can imagine it ruined your <laughs> dessert. No, it did. <laughs> you didn't actually ask them that. I did. Oh, my God. I stopped the whole thing. <laughs> Oh my god! I was halfway through my lobster burger, <laughs> and uh, I actually ordered a lobster burger and didn't say and make it snappy, which I was so <laughs> proud of myself. I'd, I'd restrain myself. Did on that. you pause and say, "Okay, I've made a mistake"? I know. I paused and said, "Hold on, hold on." That when I said Martin Sheen, I meant Michael Sheen, and they went, "Oh yeah, oh yeah," and I said, well, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> Why did you laugh um, before then? And uh, obviously there was a. Uh, they were really so embarrassed on your behalf here. Yeah, and uh, and someone said, "Well, I thought you meant because like he played a present, so it's a what, a, what, what would that oh, be? That was messy, dear. untidy remark." Don't expose the innards. You always do it. Yes. Yeah, so um, that I don't think the evening ever quite recovered. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, but um, a lobster burger. Yeah, I never had one of those before. It was one of those when the waiter said to me, um, can I, by the way, can I uh, recommend to you try the lobster burger? It's really very beautiful. I don't think I've ever had anything recommended to me by a waiter like that that I haven't had. <laughs> right, yeah. I just find that absolutely... And usually it means I know that there's a, they've got quite a lot of it mm. and the sell-by date is looming like a, a buzzard over a dying man. <laughs> a lobster's but, pushing its luck. <laughs> exactly. But uh, I went for the lobster burger and I must say it was a bit of a delight. Was it in, like, a bread roll? Oh, yeah. It's like, it was oh, in, yeah, it's they're lovely. Ca- comes in its own bath. What do you think it would come in, a, a carapace? That's an incredible time commitment, though, isn't it? To what, get a lobby burger? That, to get lobster meat out and then make it into, to fashion it into a burger. That's, oh, hey, look, a lot not, of man hours on the plate there. That's it's what not, I'm it's not, uh, it's not my job. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with that. Let them, let them dig. So, Frank, <laughs> weren't you, I, I heard you were rolling with your homies this week <laughs> yes i went to uh, a bit of gossip on twitter <laughs> <laughs> i went to um well what it was it was a sort of a, a pre-show gathering this uh, this last week in london um elvis the concert was on oh are you aware of what that is they, they have elvis on a big screen yes. singing unaccompanied because they, they obviously they recorded his vocals on a separate track when he performed so he, live. He's doing a cappella effect, effectively. Yeah, so he's that, and then they have the the 
Well, the ones who still live and are still well enough to travel from the original band wow. playing live, accompanying him. That's so it, it's the TCB band with uh, you know, Sweet Inspirations, JD Summer and the Stamps, all those people. Mm. Um, and I've seen the concert before. I found it quite upsetting because there's a big hole in the middle of the stage where Elvis should be. Yes. And he isn't there. But it's they, still, Lisa Marie's done duets sometimes, which is also very sad, I think. Yeah, did Natalie Cole do that with, uh, so. with Nat King? Mm. Anyway, so uh, I wasn't going to the show because I was doing uh, Let's Dance for Sport Relief. So I just went to, to meet some of the Elvis band. Always, always exciting. And uh, the thing is with the concert, when you see, you see... Elvis, and obviously over his shoulder occasionally on the big screen, you see things like the lead guitarist and the drummer looking about 30, and there they are in their current state as well. It's a fabulous display of mortality, <laughs> and I love that. So we, I, I turned up at uh, this hotel, and there was uh, you could see all the white hair, you know, the original musicians, mm. and uh, Tim Vine was there, Rob Brydon, oh, both Elvis really? fans. Just, so they're like your comedy Elvis friends, is that what... That, yeah, that, that's how it works. <laughs> so we just, we hobnobbed with uh, the Elvis band. I like that's Frank's sort of rat pack. Did they have biscuits yeah. out, is that what you mean? They had, um... <laughs> yeah, we did. I did, did I get a biscuit? I got a cup of tea. Um, we met Norbert Putnam. Who's oh. Norbert Putnam? So this is the great thing about the Elvis thing, is that so many people around Elvis now have died or never leave... Memphis, basically, mm-hmm. that the ones you get coming on these tours are the fabulously <coughs> obscure, the sort of people who would would score very, very low on pointless. <laughs> they might even be a pointless answer, <laughs> which, uh, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. So uh, it's always, I think it's always, always more exciting to meet the, the background, mm-hmm. the periphery mm-hmm. characters. Although I must say I was thrilled to bits this week when in a theatre Zoe Wanamaker just said hello to me out of nowhere. Oh, nice. Lovely. Zoe Wanamaker. Mm. Brilliant. Um, So, um, Norbert Putnam, um, he's famous. He's a bass player. And he played on a track called Merry Christmas Baby. Merry Christmas Baby. (laughs) Okay. And there's a bit during the recording where Elvis goes... Wake up, Put! <laughs> and uh, and that's why this bloke is famous, basically, because he's the pot of he's the Norbert Putnam of pot. And had mm. he gone to sleep, or was he just playing he had a bit actually, slow, or was he? He off was. The he's pace, still or? justifying it all these years later. He said to me, "The thing was, you know, we'd been we it was late, you know, we'd been there all night. Elvis <laughs> liked to work late." He said, "And I was I was paying attention, just just easy, just easing into it. Just suddenly heard him shout." So he's still explaining that story. How marvellous to be known for an Elvis reprimand. Mm. That's fame, isn't it? Yeah. I had some signed photos, and the signed photos were signed photos of Elvis, and in the background you could see the drummer, and that's who'd signed it. It was great. (laughs) It was great. It was like... uh, it was a bit like the Kennedy massacre, having one oh, signed, signed by one of the unknown people who were on the grassy, <laughs> rather than by uh, I like it's just the LHL. grassy now. Yeah. D- just dispensed with the, the entire knoll altogether. It often crops up in our conversations, the JFK mm. yeah, yeah, The Umbrella Man was discussed last week, yeah, the week before, it's, wasn't uh, it? Fascinating. It's a recurring motif, if mm. I'm not mistaken. So it was, uh, it was uh, I like, fabulous. I like Norbert Putnam's name. 
because Norbert's yes. not a name that I'm very familiar with. So it sounds mean, like Nob a Harry Enfield I character. I know, I think. How many Norbert? Yeah, he w there was an mm. Harry Enfield. And, and Nobby Styles, of course, was oh, Norbert. Oh, was he a Norbert? No. Mm. See, Norbert Putnam, to me, makes just as much sense the other way around. He could be Putnam Norbert, and I, I you know. Yeah. It's like Steve Bruce. Well, one Bruce of the, Steve. the drummer, Ronnie Tott... Ronnie Tut. I know he sounds, a, he sounds a disapproving character. Yeah. <laughs> Not like him. <laughs> Ronnie Tut did a thing which brought down for me the whole Elvis convention thing, the whole nostalgia industry. Mm. In that someone said to him, you know that thing when Elvis used to do the karate moves and you'd sort of hit the drum as he hit each thing? Where did you, did you work that out before? Or was that something that just happened on stage spontaneously? You know, what was it, or did Elvis tell you to do it or, was, or did you do it? And he said, I don't remember. <laughs> oh. I thought, well, that's it. That's the nostalgia industry Ronnie. shot yeah, down yeah. in flames. I, I answered um, similarly at the Day of the Triffids convention. Oh, I I do you know what? Why? I should start doing that work, guys. I, I could make some extra some. dollar from that. You could go to one of those Comic-Con things. And all oh, that I know. Stuff. The, the, the sci-fi crowd, they never forget. Young mm -hmm. Susan. I mean, uh, they'd love it. There's money in Young Susan. Who's young Susan? Yeah, That's you me in Day of the Triffids. Have you not Cold. seen it? No. Oh, no. okay. We've talked about it though. It's true. I saw I saw Catherine Tate the other night, and we, I was saying exactly the same thing to her about you know Doctor Who. If if work dries up, she can do conventions. Yeah, conventions. For live off this now. Yeah, if you, you really can. want. I think I know somebody who um, has a friend whose wife was like a, a an early Doctor Who heroine or something, and they, they live off that. They, they live off her doing conventions. Mm. Is that Richard cool. Dawkins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Oh, is it Dawkins? No, is that genuinely to... is his wife, isn't it? He's... Yeah, he's married to the one that looked a bit like a cave woman. I can't remember her name now. She used to be, she was, she was, I think she was based on uh, Raquel Welsh in One Million Years BC. Now mm. that Dawkins has come up, I do have something of a confession to make. I did a gig for the skeptic. Don't make people. confessions in front of Dawkins, he doesn't <laughs> like it. <clears throat> I did a gig for the skeptic people a couple of weeks ago. You know, the, uh, the ones that are like pro science and. Oh. and I, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got offered it the year before, and I said to him, I'm not really sure about this, and he said, that's perfect. <laughs> that's what we're after. <laughs> and uh, So I did it. And one of ye gathered here <laughs> shall be trained. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I feel the compulsion to confess. <laughs> well. Because uh, I think Catholicism and faith comes up on the show quite a lot, and it's probably all right for me to uh, to represent a different bit of the Venn oh, diagram, God, yes, isn't it? of course. But I was... Uh, what I was, were they like as a crowd? They were all right. They were a little bit squeamish about some stuff that I did that I think they thought was anti-fatist, but... See, that's the trouble. There's no, <laughs> there's no fun in them. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of it, there was quite a lot of fun. The, and you know when you do some events, there's um, sort of a, a voiceover guy that says, the show will begin in eight minutes, and backstage, that's mm. commonly called the voice of God. Yes. Not at the Skeptics. No, no, of course not. <laughs> they did. <laughs> what was it, just chimp noises? Just the voiceover guy or whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's what I did. I feel bad now. Well, I'll tell you what you also did. Um, Frank, the of course, if you died there, you could never have done another gig. <laughs> <laughs> Very I good. wish I'd thought of that on the night. Oh, well. Very fine work from Frank there. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Um, 
The cockerel and it's I. Terrible. That's what they call. What do the French call that? About when you think of a joke. Esprit d'escalier. d'escalier. I had one of those after the show on uh, Saturday. Did you? Mm-hmm. You know that when we were talking about the bus drivers not giving that woman the bus, the bus drivers won um, the lot of money in the lottery syndicate. He scooped to call thirty-eight million. And there was a woman who'd been in the syndicate, and then she left six months ago and now she wasn't getting any money I thought in, in a way she's the ultimate example of that woman who runs after the bus but the <laughs> doors are shut and they, and they just look at them and won't let them on <laughs> she's in their wing mirrors right now <laughs> getting smaller and smaller and smaller so Frank um, yeah, the cockerel and I we we sort of flew the roost really this week, didn't we? Did a bit of moonlighting in we many did. regards. Mm. Do you know at school if you did that we called it going off? Going there off. was a whole group of you and then two of you started doing independent activities. Yeah. They'd say yeah. she's going they're going off. I Tamara Teichman like- <laughs> and Emily are going off. I I don't like it, I have to say. I, I don't you? I feel that you're Lenny Henry and Tracy Ullman to my David <laughs> Copperfield. <laughs> 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 no one asked me to go to Glasgow and yeah, well, but I had an incident, Alan, before sure? I arrived. I didn't tell you that. Did you? Well, I was a bit ashamed. But all I will say, to sum up, is that I can I can exclusively reveal that you don't need a passport to go to Glasgow. <laughs> no, you don't. That's no, but I went home... I thought I needed one. I was told I needed it. So my Bulgarian cleaner was running across London to get it for me. <laughs> well, she might Bulgarian need one. Bulgarian cleaner brought your passport. <laughs> I haven't seen her since. No, exactly. But... Oh, yes, where do you keep your passport? Oh, very convenient. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> I think uh, there's a bit of Dracula in the family. Oh, OK. So, what, so you actually... You, you... I was told by someone that I needed it. Okay. So I sent my Bulgarian team off to get it. I know, I realised that. Domestic flights. I know, but I rung BA. I know someone in the head office, so it was fine, and I got them to check. He doesn't like flying. No, No, he hates (laughs) it. He hates it. (laughs) And also, his jewellery must set off the metal detector. He's there for ages, isn't he? Oh, man. That tray. Yeah, would you... I nearly said then, God forgive me, I nearly said, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> it was one of one of the worst examples. The Simon Cowell moment. Yeah, well, that was terrible. But yeah, so the Cockrell and I did this comedy panel show together, yes. radio thing. How did it go? Well, it was all right. The Cockrell was like a very experienced midwife, leading me through a very traumatic birth. Mm. I didn't really, I I didn't really lo- love it that much, because I don't like buzzers, and it was very buzzer-centric. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad I did it. But then it made me realise how much I love my boys, and I just like no, being don't here. Don't try and make me feel better. <laughs> you two went off to this on fancy radio show panel game and left me here. It's like a Star Is Born, isn't it? Yeah. You know, at the end of a Star Is Born, you know the story of Star Is Born is no. that James Mason marries uh, Judy Garland, mm-hmm. and Judy Garland is a minor performer and he's a yeah. big star and as uh-huh. he as his career dwindles hers rises up and in the end he walks into the sea and drowns himself he can't cope with being the less famous one. Oh dear. I went to the barn at Copthorne Lesishan <laughs> <laughs> and uh, very nearly drowned myself. But, but no I'm, Frank, I'm, you know what I noticed? The cockerel he d- he did like the old green room buffet. Oh <laughs> that yeah. does not surprise me. Did you take a bag? No, but it was great. It was, we just we should say that it was actually all done by a woman who worked on the show, mm. who just made a load of 
cakes, brownies, like Worked homemade. on the show? Yeah, yeah. She was she was a, a radio mm. producer or something. Oh, I think you like the host or something. <laughs> no, no. Sandy Toxvig did a bit of a spread. <laughs> yeah, it was Clive Anderson, actually. Oh, <laughs> was it? But, uh, but, uh, not in coincidence, neither of them can turn their heads. <laughs> It's one of those uh, moments, isn't it? That people say there's no such thing as coincidence. Think again. Um, but she'd made the loads. Bo- the whole of body, the whole body. Has to go. <laughs> she'd made loads of lovely food. How they front crawl, I'll never know. <laughs> no, they were smashing, and you tucked in. Oh, I tucked in. You didn't just tuck in. Oh, I tucked in. He I totally really filled his boots. I went for it. Sweets and savouries. <laughs> It I was Billy Bonter's bottom oh, I had to stop myself because I knew that there was other people who were working on the show. <laughs> and I thought I like to share, but I did. Remember, I told you that I was talking to uh, Stavros Flatley, and he told me that he couldn't remember anything that he'd signed, but he remembered what was at every buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I felt a bit like that guy. <laughs> I can't remember a single round in the show, but but the sausage rolls with a bit of pickle within yes, the sausage. Yes, what meat. was that all about? Amazing, a whole bit of that. Oh, the cockerel. What about that cranberry thing in the sausage roll? Lovely, genuinely, uh, she was a very good cook. Yeah, that and any pork pies? There was no. Uh, there was a thing that there were fairy done. cakes. The um, what's that? Uh, millionaire's shortbread. Oh, yeah, that was the things that Kath wouldn't let me buy once in a cafe because you were a millionaire. She said people think you're just doing it to show off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I stopped her buying the tart. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, I was uh, I was walking through London mm. this week, and uh, I had a text from uh, from Kath, and she and she'd been to the Chortle Awards, which is uh, you know comedy oh, yeah. awards, um, apparently much valued by comedians. They had the Comedians Comedy Awards. The radio show wasn't nominated, so I think uh, they're rubbish. Yeah. But anyway. Um, one person who was nominated, who isn't rubbish, is Alan Cochran. And uh, Kath uh, texted me to say that he won. So she didn't, say, she didn't say which category. Oh, um, didn't she? No, but oh, I thought, I thought oh, well, you know, excellent. So I texted, you know, congratulations on the Chalk Award. And it, the reply was a bit, a bit grumpy. <laughs> what did say. he say? He says a man who's just won an award and been congratulated by a friend. He said something like, oh, I could read it to you. It's something like, oh, so uh, apparently I'm a club comic now. I thought I was on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and at the end it said something, well, thanks anyway. <laughs> oh, God. No, oh, oh, that's, that's me overthinking my own text. But I thought you knew that I'd been nominated for a club comedian, oh. which, I mean, it, it's a weird passive-aggressive thing, isn't it? It's mm. almost like they're going, know your place. Um, <laughs> I did have an image. I mean, I, I saw you in, in a blazer. Club yes. yeah, a cigarette and a There's, pint of exactly. half full. It's burning right on me. Really. Maybe a dolly bird on your yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going out with a dancer. Yeah. It's exactly Called how Pam. I live my life, as you know. <laughs> um, or if it isn't, it will be this year now that I am officially a club comedian. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still bitter. So I just texted Frank saying, obviously, I should be taking all my tour dates out and uh, returning to the clubs. Not that I'm not ever in the clubs, but it just it sounds like a thing, doesn't it? I think it used to be called Best headliner or something which oh yeah sure it did similarly mm. nonsensical I'm sure, I'm sure that's a different category altogether <laughs> i don't know why i don't know why it 
Anyway. Anyway, it's, congratulations. Well, it's just nice, you know. Congratulations and apologies and I, commiserations. I tried. Oh, I said apologies and I meant commiserations. You know who oh, I, what no. I did there? Uh, a cowl, bit you? of a Simon you Cowell. Did, you did, you did, you did, uh, yeah, a cow. But luckily, yeah. we can edit. Let's call it a cow par. Oh, yeah. Um, Isn't like that to, what uh, Desperate Dan used to eat? <laughs> I like to meet victory and defeat and uh, treat those two imposters just the same. Very, as, very, very sensible. As they say in that overrated poem, If, do by Roger Do you think it's overrated? I think it's overrated, mainly because... Not when Des Lynham reads it. ...became the nation's <laughs> favourite. I liked it when I was 15, and then about 15 years after that, the public went, yeah, it's the best poem. And you go, oh, come on. It's oh, all no. right. You're so grumpy today, Cockroach. Right. Yeah, I've got a bit. I know. Grumpy. I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's, all, it's not. It's not. No. I love it. There's some uh, walk with kings, nor lose the common touch. That's my life story. <laughs> mm, yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't go at that buffet like a, a commoner. <laughs> what is the best poem ever, then, Cockroach? Um, what well, about this? What about this? For oh, not the weekend podcast. Topic. I like I like dejection and ode by St. Coleridge, but oh, Kelsey uh, Priest, exactly. It's yeah, not, it's not everyone's cup of tea. No. I like the rhyme of the ancient mariner. Nice, oh, you've gone yeah. through the Coleridge scene. Sadder and a wiser man, he mm. rose the morrow morn. Yeah, Frank, he was an ancient mariner. He stoppeth <laughs> one in three. Yeah, as we always used to say, we had a goalie like that at the album. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think my favourite <laughs> a lot of being, football yeah. and poetry-based jokes. <laughs> Not enough. No. I think probably um, Robert Frost's The Star Splitter, is it called? Oh, I don't know. Mm. I think it's The Star Splitter. It's, um, it's about a man who burns down his um, farm deliberately to get the insurance money to buy a telescope. Oh really? That's oh, brilliant. Oh. I also that sounds like, like an Alan Plater drama. Is it, um, which is the? Is it Perfiria's lover, the one where he's so in love with his wife he strangles her with her hair because he, he, he just oh, realizes that that he's never going to be. <laughs> Can I say that we don't <laughs> condone domestic violence on Absolute Radio? Wasn't anyway. condoning it. I'm talking about a poem. <laughs> you were suggesting there was some sort of be- strange beauty in it. Emily's not condoning being a oh, mariner God, either. It's, it's just. <laughs> It's a discussion about poetry. <laughs> Look, if I want this kind of talk, I'll, we'll have Rula Lenska on today. <laughs> he hasn't talked about it for a lot, for ten minutes. No, <laughs> imagine being strangled with her terrible ginger hair. <laughs> Couldn't Frank, be a... I'm not sure this is okay. No, okay, we're we'll moving. Moving on. Oh, a um, thing happened to me this week. Oh yeah, I was um, I was in I was in mass. Um, oh, I don't know that club. Is it in Vauxhall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a gay. You know, uh, I have a, a a gay associate, and he goes to a gay a, associate. He goes to a club called. <laughs> Is he on the program credits of one of the TV <laughs> yeah, shows? Exactly. Gay associate. A gay associate, and he. They should um, have had that on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, really, shouldn't they? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, he goes to a club, a, a, a gay club called Fire. <laughs> And I said, there should so be a pub next door called the Frying Pan. Because <laughs> people would go there just to be able to say, yeah, I went out of the Frying Pan. It took, they, they wouldn't be able to resist it. Oh. Anyway, I was, in, I was in Mass, which is um, Catholic Mass, yeah. church thing. And there was a small child, one of the most serious-faced childs, child, child, <laughs> child, child. The most serious fan in many ways... On the short list of the most serious-faced child I've ever seen, and uh, she was really sort of glaring at people and, and making me feel uneasy. But she had a large toy penguin 
under her arm. And, and so the sort of slightly frightening child, mm. the sort of the bad seed, Rosemary's baby element, mm-hmm. um, the midwitch cuckoo, <laughs> um, was sort of beautifully played down by the staff pink. I, rem- I remember thinking... If only George Osborne, during his budget speech, <laughs> had had a tie penguin under one arm, I feel that the whole thing, people would have thought, no, it's all right, the budget, wasn't it? Or if he'd done the whole thing with a glove puppet. Yeah, I think... Teeth clamped together. You would be... If, if Neville Chamberlain had had a tie penguin when he said, I, I spoke this morning with the German Chancellor, Herr Hitler, I, I think people would have thought differently about it. Enoch Pell. Mm. Like the Romans... <laughs> anyway, don't tease me with your Enoch impression. No, but there was another penguin incident, Frank. Oh, that was a brilliant thing. Did you see, read about that? Oh, yes. There was a penguin. It was on a river in Germany. <laughs> Sounds like beginning to sort of Boney M song. Yeah. There was a river in Germany, and they called out. There was a rescue panic uh, because they thought. I have to say, I love stories like this. Yeah, I love rescue of things that don't need rescue. Someone stories. called. Yeah, because there was a full-scale animal rescue. They called it because they thought it was a penguin in distress and it was a ch- child's toy penguin no well they thought someone had glued it to a, yeah. a board yeah and they thought it they thought that its feet people reported it said um that its feet had frozen into the ice and, and it, it wasn't moving because it was <laughs> it's actually a design fault in nature that penguins feet freeze to the ice <laughs> You think it'd so, happened before now, wouldn't you? Think that'd have, well, they, that's why they keep moving. Yeah. That, that marching thing they do. They, <laughs> they know if they stand still for a moment. But I, if, I, the fact that people phoned in, I find amazing. Yeah. The, the, if I saw a penguin going down a river on a piece of ice, I'd have thought, look at him, he's, he's loving it. <laughs> look at him. Yeah, yeah. Cooey! <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, this is the time of our lives. <laughs> it didn't even look that, that authentic. It looked like the penguin in Wallace and Gromit. It, it, That's yeah, what it looked like. From I suppose from a distance. <laughs> yeah. And when when you're upset, I always find the emergency services as well. They're a bit low on the old sense of humour count. Mm-hmm. Aren't they? Well, I've been what, on do you find that when you prank year. call them? Yeah. <laughs> when I scream at an upstairs window with one of those blowy orange and yellow paper <laughs> things that you sometimes get in bars. <laughs> they don't want it. They don't want to know. I stayed in a hotel recently that had some uh, sort of furry llamas with uh, golden crowns on. Oh, yeah. The RSPCA were not interested in no. the welfare of those when I phoned, but you know, <laughs> some people just don't want the work, do they? Well, what, what did you say there's been a there's been a llama coronation? <laughs> I'm not sure they're being treated in the way that they should be. They're not just to stand in a hallway wearing mm. jewellery. I just love a prank. It's the best. <laughs> do the you? Best. I oh God! I oh, I do. I, one of my favorite, one of my subtlest. I don't know if this all works. Maybe you did have to know about it. But me and David Badil used to have, uh, when we lived together, he had a jug and it had a white horse on the side. It was a very old thing his mum had given him or something. Yeah. He had it for years. Jug with white horse on the side. And um, that sounds like an order, doesn't it? I'll have a jug with a white horse on the side. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, jug, and he had this white horse and I really liked it. There was something fabulously old-fashioned and sort of thing my gran would have had. And he, he said, oh, I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to get rid of that jug. I said, no, it's, it's got, you know, it's got class. And anyway, he, he chucked it out and he bought um, a glass jug, a stylish glass jug of a very similar size um, 
but just dull, a dull glass jug. So I was in Woolworths and I saw a white horse <laughs> or a toy, <laughs> but for like a realistic, like a, you know, uh, like they have tigers and things like that. They had a white horse just about the right size. So I went up and I put it inside the glass jug. <laughs> I was so pleased with it. I'd reclaimed it for kitsch. <laughs> when I say kitsch, I don't mean the guy who plays uh, John Carter. No. In uh, the John Carter film. Not many people have seen that film. Apparently. So it's the worst box office flop of all time. Yeah. And I loved it. Did you? I did. I went and I absolutely loved Isn't it. Isn't it meant to be called John Carter from Mars or from Outer Space? A ma- Man they, of Mars, I think, is the original. Took the, they took the Outer Space or Mars bit out. Yeah, which is an odd thing, because if you're going to see a film and it's called John Carter, it's a guessing game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could be it's anything. It's not a good name. It's not a very sexy name for a film. John what Carter. about what about uh, John Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a movie. Mm, how soon they forget. They should have called it Norbert. What's his name? Putnam. Norbert Putnam. <laughs> that would have been a good. What, Norbert Putnam, Man of Mars. <laughs> <laughs> You'd go and see that. Wouldn't Wake you? up, Puts. <laughs> Norbert Putnam, the Unstoppable Sex Machine. I like, <laughs> definitely go and see. Maybe that's why he's sleepy. Uh... Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute 